Sing to the Lord a new song. There are times in our lives where just the events that are happening, we're filled with thanksgiving and joy and we can't help, even if we're not a singer, we just sort of feel this upwelling inside of us that wants to break forth. Oh, sing a new song to the Lord. I was on a plane back from Denver this week and I sat next to a young couple and they had a, a little five-month-old girl named Zoe and she was adorable. She had on a, a one sort of, a, one of those one-piece pajamas that was red with a little pink heart and these big blue eyes and she was looking all around. But what was so cool too was that um, not just her but the, the love that was really in the, the whole family because the, the daughter was grabbing at the dad's beard in a way that no other human would be allowed to touch the dad's beard, right? And, and it was clear that these, these young parents, that they were singing a new song, the song part of, of anxiety and terror of all new parents, am I going to do this right? But also this song of joy and thanksgiving that they had this little baby Zoe uh, in, in their family. So again, there are times in life when we cannot help but have that joy in, in our hearts. But there are other times when we want to have a new song in our heart, but it's just it's really hard. Again, there are times in life when we, we really want to be singing. We feel like I'm ready to sing a new song, but it's, it's just not, not coming for us. Last Sunday, we heard about all saints and the, the, the new song that they're singing in their resurrection. But for those of us that are here on earth, when we, we grieve, it's often hard to sing that new song. There was a, a woman who came into my office, and she was really sad and distraught. And, and at the end of her sort of sharing how dis, sort of discombobulated she felt emotionally, she said, Pastor, is there something wrong with me? I said, well, how many months has it been since your husband died? We thought about it. We said, six months. And I said, well, you're actually right on schedule. Right? That, Right about where you should be six months. She was a, a person who had given care uh, while her husband was very sick. And I think there was a feeling of release and relief at the death that had sort of protected her from grief. But a few months later, after some birthdays and holidays, it had caught up with her. Again, she wanted to sing a new song, but she wasn't yet able in the next few weeks, there'll be kids coming back from, from college. And I know college is a time when we're supposed to be singing a new song, but especially sometimes that, that first year, our, our hearts are so just sort of adjusting. We're, we're not yet sort of fully grieved high school. We're, yeah, we're not able to sing that new song. Uh, the other day, I was at a Wise grocery store, and I had a few items, and I really wanted a human to help me check my items out because I think it's faster when I have a human, right? Anybody else think it's faster? It's faster. Okay, so, but I looked up and I realized there were only self-service kiosks and I said, it ain't going back, <laughs> right? This is one of those COVID-induced changes that it's just the new, the new normal. And I, and I kind of lamented and I'm like, I know we're supposed to be living in a new normal, but part of me hasn't quite figured out what, what the new song in, in my heart should be. So again, for all of these different things in our life that we go through, all sorts of ways in which we're sort of uh, thrown off balance, uh, things where we're grieving what, what was and we haven't quite figured out what is yet. It, again, we, we want to sing that new song, but, but it's just, just uh, not there yet. 
The good news, though, is, of course, our God is in the resurrection business. Our God is in the business of putting a new song in our hearts. Some of you may be familiar with the five stages of grief. Maybe you've heard about this, right? That there's um, denial, bargaining, anger, sadness, and acceptance. And maybe you've heard about that or yourself have experienced that. But I've heard recently they're talking about a sixth stage of grief. And the sixth stage of grief they're calling making meaning. Where we don't just sort of settle on what has happened in the past, but we begin to open ourselves up to a new way forward. Again, they're talking now about a sixth stage of grief called meaning-making, where we don't just sort of come to terms with what has happened, but we open ourselves up to something new. When my grandmother's husband, my grandfather, died uh, a number of years ago, my grandmother was very sad. She had to uh, adjust to now living alone, and again, it it was a hard first year, especially holidays and birthdays and so forth. But after about a year, she, she did two things. The first thing was is that she decided to take the whole family on a big vacation. The second thing she did was that she started volunteering at the thrift store at the church where she belonged. Both these were ways not simply of accepting what was, but they were about making meaning now, about moving forth and opening herself up to, to another chapter of life. Again, I think we all want to sing a new song, and and the one who writes the psalm, we'll call this person the psalmist, actually points in a direction of how we might might, uh, have cause to sing a new song. And it's counterintuitive. So what the psalmist does, the psalmist says, sing to the Lord a new song, and then right away, the psalmist starts talking about the past. Sing to the Lord a new song, for God has done marvelous things. And the next couple of verses are all about the past. It turns out that in order for us to make meaning in the future, we have to look to the past. And this is true about all the stages of grief. In all the stages of grief, we're always needing to look back. So, for instance, if, if our marriage falls apart or a relationship goes through a traumatic breakup or something, we're always going to be looking back and trying to figure out what we did wrong or how we need to, to forgive the other person. Um, or if there's been a, a chronic illness, again, we might ask ourselves, what did we do? Or we might just simply cry out in frustration to God, why me? We might also look back at points with real sentimentality and, and think what memories are cherished and how can I celebrate those memories? Again, there are all sorts of questions and ways in which we need to reflect on what we've been through. In the case of my my grandmother, the past and the future were linked. So the reason why my grandmother invited my family on a vacation is because my grandmother and grandfather were people who always said family was important. This is a crucial value for, for my grandfather and grandmother was family. And after my grandfather died, my grandmother eventually sort of said to herself, I actually want to honor our commitment to family. And even though he is not here, Family continues. And so I'm going to invite the family, and we're going to be able to make new memories together. Not in place of, but in addition to. Again, it was connected to the past, but it was open to a new way. My grandfather and grandmother uh, later in life went to church together. They actually had stopped going to church for a number of years, and later in life they, they found a church together. There were a lot of grandchildren that told my grandparents to go back to church in my family. 
But they eventually went back. And they, and they really enjoyed their church together. And uh, after my grandfather died, my grandmother suddenly found herself with a lot more time because his treatments had really absorbed a lot of her, her time. And so now in, in this stage, she said, well, the church is still important to me. This community is still meaningful, but I go on Sundays and I sit alone, and that's really awkward for me. So I need to find a new way to connect to this community. And so she began then to volunteer and to help out at this thrift store. Again, it, it was about the past, but it was redone in a way that allowed her to, to move forward. As we think about this stage of grief and making meaning, uh, we do again have to look back to the past, but the, the question that we begin to look as we think about the past is not simply, again, what did I do wrong or, or um, you know, what was, what was good, but, but even what do I want what is God calling me to bring forward to the next chapter of life? Again, what is God calling me from that stage of my life to bring forward into the next one? Okay. The other thing, though, and that, that alone is good, but I want to I go a little bit further and say the psalmist does something else. And the whole second half of the psalm, the psalmist is no longer talking about the psalmist himself or herself. The psalmist is talking about other people, the nations of the world, the trees, the hills, and the psalmist is talking about God. The psalmist has had the psalmist vision lifted from self in the past to others and to God. And that's what happens when we start to think about, okay, what in the past is God calling me to carry forward? And this question we're always asked as Christians, who is my neighbor and how can I help my neighbor? And when we put those together, that's where we begin to find that new meaning. That's when we have a new song in our hearts, right? That's the new song. Now, that's obviously really beautiful, but that can be kind of overwhelming, right? That, that, that can seem like a lot to look in the past, figure out what pieces, and open ourselves up to the future. But we're, we're not alone in this, right? It turns out that God is in the business of resurrection, and God is in the business of hope. God is in the business of putting a new song in our hearts. In fact, this is what Jesus Christ does. Jesus Christ himself suffers, dies, and then comes back to sing a new song. And when Jesus thinks about what in his, his new chapter does, does he want to carry with him, you are part of that. Jesus says, I'm taking you with me into the next chapter, into the next song. Again, this is a beautiful, powerful thing when, when God grants us this healing and God works in our lives to help us sing a new song. One of the most powerful ways I've seen this happen is for people in hospice. And sometimes hospice is called in at like the very end when somebody is, is almost hours short of moving to morphine. But other times, hospice is invited in earlier. And when somebody says, I'm willing to have hospice, this is an acknowledgement that they are at some level accepting that the disease will defeat their body. But if they have enough time, again, they can move into this other stage of grief now. And they can begin to ask themselves, well, in this chapter, what do I, what do I want to carry with me? And, and who are the people in my life that, that I'm called to love? And when that happens, some of the most beautiful sharing happens, where, where family members who are dying reveal that they're more alive than ever. And they begin to pass on what is truly important in terms of their faith, their memories, their love. 
And we see that, yes, there are tears, but there is also laughter, laughter even as death approaches. And yes, there is sorrow, but there is also a joy, a trembling, overwhelming joy. You see, our Lord is in the business of resurrection. Our Lord is in the business of helping us sing a new song. And to go back to those saints then, you see, our, when, when, when we get there and, and um, it's, it's our time finally to join in that song, my sense is that it will be a new song and, and it will kind of catch us. This is a, a new song. But part of the new song will be familiar because it's a song of resurrection. And the thing is, is that as people of faith again and again in our lives, the Lord has taught us again and again and again to sing a new song as we have walked through times of grief, as we have walked through times where things didn't work out, a profound hurt as God found a way for us to, to make meaning, to, to sing a new song. And then again, as we then join in that song, we will be filled with wonder and praise as we look to Christ the one who, yes, has died, yes, is risen, yes, has raised us finally up to life everlasting and to sing the new, new song. Amen.